right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We are fired up, man. We got one of our, our go-tos on the old podcast. This guy is a wealth of knowledge. Chris Cabrelchek. He is the man when it comes to all things lubrication, all things additive. We nickname him the uh, additive alchemist or some, something along those lines. Oh, um, yeah, it, I was trying to remember. I was like, is this the guru of goo? Uh, the, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I was like, oh, oh. What was our tagline? Because, man, he is all of them. If you can yeah. think of any kind of, you know, descriptor for anything like oils and lubricants and things that keep things moving and sliding and clean, this guy is it, man. He, he is the scientist. It's amazing. Yeah. I always learn like 10 things, not just one thing. I, I, I learn 10 things, but it's so much that I can't get it to stick in my brain. So that's why yeah. I got to bring him back and remind us of all the stuff we forgot. Exactly, man. He's just one of those guys that is, well, he's just, uh, if it's been around and it's got any sort of uh, game as far as protection, any sort of game and fighting friction, any sort of game, uh, in words you probably never even heard of. You, did you know what Stiction was before you met Chris? I don't think so. Before you heard a lubrication specialist? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those great stories. He'll tell you about Hot Shots, Hot Shot Secret and, and how they sort of came to be. And we've always leaned on him when it comes to how to make your cars last longer, how to make them fight friction, how, you know, how we can talk about how some lubricants and additives can actually get absorbed into the metal and how they can give you a layer of, of protection on a molecular level that is is really man it's it's out, outstanding how the science got involved with this technology and where it's taking it but oil used to be the thicker the better now that's never the case yeah it's getting thinner and thinner and more like water but the amount of ingredients that are in there like you're talking about uh, is incredible. And the the specialty of the different molecules and how they interact with each other. Because, uh, you know, one thing we're trying to do is, is lubricate, right? 
reduce friction, reduce wear. That's going to make things last longer. But on the other end, you know, oil has a lot of stuff in it that, uh, you know, over time breaks down uh, with temperatures that are going on inside, the loads that are going on inside of an engine transmission. They break those oils down. They leave deposits. And so all of a sudden now you've got, you know, varnishes and things on, on components that then can score, you know, mating components. They get stuck. That's that stiction thing that Willie mentioned. So things aren't operating like they should. And a lot of times they end up in really expensive repairs. And so we're thinking about the environment that we're in today where uh, prices are going through the roof, right? We're in this crazy inflation mode. Uh, you know, used things are, are, are super expensive because we can't always get the new products. Right. Uh, so we thought we'd grab Chris and, and, and kind of dive in and say, all right, how do we keep some of the vehicles that we have right now on the road lasting longer uh, so we don't necessarily have to go out and spend the big bucks right now in this crazy environment? Let it all kind of, you know, taper back down at some point in the future. But in the meantime, we're running smooth. We're running cool. You know, we got our emissions back. We got our fuel economy back. So let's tap into that. Especially at the price of a gallon of diesel. You know, you've probably seen Hot Shots Secret on a shelf somewhere in a truck stop somewhere. You've probably seen it. But do you know what's behind it and all the just data research, all the science involved in that in that bottle or that jug? Well, you're about to learn all the ins and outs of it, why it works so well, why it's been proven to increase performance and fuel economy, which I got to tell you, man, fuel economy for anybody that's driving right now is key, especially where gas prices are going, going, going. Uh, I got up this morning. It was another record day for gas prices. Um, so yeah, man, we're going to talk how to squeeze the most out of those cars, out of those rides, uh, and, you know, get you the most performance you can, uh, you can use. We'll be back with Chris, Hot Shots Secret. Make sure you check that out. In the meantime, it's a quick break. We're to it, man. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up. We have our boy Chris Grabrocek. Probably been on the show, Chris, I think four or five times, maybe on this podcast. I'd say so. At least four or five times. Dude, it's always learning something with you. Um, you got to be one of our best guests and most informative guests because you know this science better than anybody we could possibly think of. Uh, and that says a lot, man. So, hey, welcome back to the podcast. We can't wait to learn something again from you today. Well, I'm glad to be here, man. It's going to be exciting. So we're yeah, man. talking about additives and oils and making cars last longer and fuel economy. That's right up our alley. That's what we do all the time. Well, I just got to tell everybody, hang on, because, you know, those topics don't necessarily sound exciting. But somehow you do. You, you, 
God, the things that yeah. are behind. You think just oil. And then when you start understanding what's going on in there and how critical it is um, and the things that you can do to affect it and improve on it and change it. Because uh, we know, you know, engine oil has got a lot of ingredients in it. But, you know, the manufacturers, they'll put those key ingredients in, but they're going to put the bare minimum, right, for the average user because it costs money. It costs money to put those specialty things in there. Um, and that's where you guys come in because you're not only, you know, enhancing all those things, but you're finding very particular molecules and in combinations of those, so essentially a recipe uh, to make them all work better than that sort of bare minimum you're going to get off the typical shelf. Yeah, so probably, you know, that's a great point, Kevin. Probably the best thing to think about to start off is that to understand that your gasoline and diesel fuel are commodity items. And even if a gas station wanted to make it better, it would be really, really difficult for them to do so. So if I if I go to fill up the average consumer and you see gasoline at 475 on one gas station across the street, it's $5. How much business is that $5 guy going to get? None, you know, it's, it's not much correct because it's so hard to do that. So what all the gas station owners have to do is they've got to buy the fuel the cheapest they possibly can. So the fuel providers, you know, the Exxon Mobil, Chevrons, they have to supply the fuel the absolute cheapest that they can meeting the minimum specs that they have to, because we're talking about fractions of a penny that they're living off of. They're selling millions of gallons. So just fractions of a penny are what they're trying to beat the other guy out with. So even if they wanted to make a better product, they really couldn't. It's just not market driven that way. So that's where companies like us come in and we're saying, okay, what are the, the downsides of this fuel? Where are the areas that are inadequacies and how can we fix that? With We call it top treat. Now in the last 20 years, top treats have you know, kind of fallen out of favor with the mainstream of the public. Um, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, I think a lot of people top treated. In other countries, top treating is a normal thing. Can you can you explain that top? So he's got a couple companies, lubrication specialties. One of them, I'm sure it's got, you know, these guys are, are so big and this is such their wheelhouse. They sometimes forget that us on this side um, may not know what, top code or top, top treat treat that top yeah. treatment yeah is or, or why that is a thing or why it's even fallen out of favor so can you explain what that is and why we are have fallen out of favor with it so maybe? I, I don't know the science behind why we've fallen out but i'll give you my my opinion kevin may know more about it than i do but top treat is when you add something on top of your engine oil you're, you're putting a bottle eight ounces ten ounces of something into your engine you're putting something into your gas tank or your fuel tank over top of the fuel now, my, my best guess, my educated guess is that, you know, during the 70s and 80s, we had a lot of, um, I don't know, like shyster type companies that came out and they sold stuff and people tried them and they didn't work. So everybody just said, oh, it's all snake oil. I'm not doing anything like that. Now, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm guessing it's less than 10% of Americans put anything in their fuel or their oil. Now, that's understandable because of the results that they've gotten in the past. But if you go to other countries like Mexico, Chile, you know, it's, it's closer to 90% that put something in because they know they got crappy oil. They know they got crappy fuel and they have to treat it if they want their engine to keep running properly. So it's, it's a common fair thing. Now in our world, I mean, the truth is you really should put an additive in. We have, we have additives that get three to 10% increases in fuel economy every single time. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about like a, a one-off. I, you know, I recently did a, a Nissan Rogue, which is a, 
you know, that's a fairly efficient engine. And we were able to get like a 3% increase in fuel economy. So we're going from you know, like 30.6 to 30.9, you know, on, on a dyno type scenario. It's not huge, but it's enough that you're talking about a lot. Um, and we're, we get it consistently every time on diesel engines, we're able to get anywhere from a, you know, a five to 10% increase, depending on how old the engine is. The older the engine, the more increase. Now, a lot of that increase, granted, is coming from, you know, recapturing lost fuel economy. You know, the engine's getting old, the fuel system's getting old. So we're going in and cleaning things up and bringing it back up to spec. But either way, we're still bringing that efficiency back up. I mean, we're, you know, I tried, I was on the radio the other night and we were talking to, I was talking to a truck driver and, um, I can't remember what his, what his fuel economy was, but he went from like 4.5 to, to 5.2 or something like that. He's a semi-truck driver. So I figured it out on the price of diesel, which is where he was at was $6. And it was like 30 cents a gallon. I wow. said, you know, we talk about 3%. It's like 30 cents a gallon. If you see one gas station with 30 cent difference, you'd go there right, right away, right? Absolutely. But we don't think about additives that way, but it's, it's done consistently. Unfortunately, the same thing happens with the engine oils. Again, you're... You know, you've got these cars that are extremely efficient. I mean, these engines today are phenomenally efficient, in my eyes, anyway. The engine oil companies are still on, they're still in competition on the shelf. I've got to make my oil within 25, 30 cents of the next guys. So I can't, like, double the amount of additive I put in there because nobody's going to buy it. There's nobody standing at the shelf saying, hey, Kevin, if you buy this product, it's going to hold up better because of this. You know, you're looking at the label, you're looking at the call outs. You're watching the commercials and you're, you know, most people are going to buy middle of the road. You know, you don't want the cheapest. You don't want the best. You're going to buy whatever the middle of the road is. So they're all within a you know, five to 10% spec of each other. That doesn't mean they couldn't be made 40% better. It just means that they don't know how to market it if it was 40% better. So that's where, <laughs> that's where our companies come in. You know, we're called a custom lubricant company because we go after the 40% better. And then we go after the small percentage of people that are, you know, gearheads, they want to learn all about it. They want to read it. They want to see the test results. They want to see the videos. And then they buy that product. So that's what we do. We're, we're able to reduce the wear in an engine by 40, 50% all the time. I mean, we, we've got, you know, oil analysis. We've got dynos. We've got lab tests that show you that. you got world records. And that's what's key is you actually get out there and test your product. And it's amazing to see the number of world records that are held by but but with your name on it with you know either lubrication specialties or a hot shot secret it, it's on there as as a proven difference maker and the performance and what they're getting out of those engines yeah so we you know back in the day when we were you know trying to figure out how do we convince people that hot shot secrets is not a snake oil and you know we were doing all kinds of testing publishing dynos we even paid to have an epa test done you know we're just trying to say hey this isn't snake oil it's the real deal well then kevin adams our vice president of r d he's like you know we got to get into racing because you prove yourself in racing there's there's nothing better than that so i was extremely reluctant i am not kidding you it took him three meetings kevin is like the most persistent person you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> he, told me into, he told me in the conference room, I just want you to look at this video. Look how many people see this. It's like over 2 million views. It's like, Kevin, I'm a maintenance guy. I do not know anything about racing. I don't like racing. Give me something to fix. I fix things. That's what I do. So, you know, we, he calls me back in next day. Just look at this. And did you ever think about this? So finally he convinced me that if we became the sponsor of NHR, NHRDA, the Hot Rod Diesel Association, yeah, yeah. he said, you know, 
So we went out there the first year, this is probably like five years ago, and I am not exaggerating. We couldn't give samples away. We have four ounce samples of our EDT, everyday diesel treatment, and we were giving them away. We couldn't give them away. Nobody knew who we were. So we, we picked up like one or two of the racers. They ended up winning. Then we ended up with all of the racers. So now our booth is like the most attended booth there. Literally all top 10 racers are using our product at most of the events we go to. Um, we just broke another world record this weekend at the ultimate call out challenge. It's just, you but know, that's, that's it, a proving ground. Nobody could argue with. That's why I love racing uh, and what it's yeah. all about. You get, you're not going to get a, a tougher crowd and a tougher scenario to really test that product. Uh, especially when it comes to heat fighting friction, also eliminating stiction. Um, that's, that's the wheelhouse where you, you, you're, you're going to cut your throat or, or, you know, rise above and, and you guys have really risen above. Well, and the other thing is it, it opened up a, a relationship with the racers that these guys are doing dinos every day. They're tearing parts, they're tearing things apart every day. So opening up that collaboration with them, we were able to look and see what was working, what wasn't. We were able to develop new products and say, okay, you know, here's a better alternative. Let's go with this direction. And then those are the products that we end up offering to the public. So the same thing we're selling to our racing car guys is the same thing a diesel truck owner can buy for his truck. We don't, it's the same formula. And it's, you know, we don't, have separate formulas but what we do is we test them with those guys and we get real-time i don't know like real-time testing like what would normally take years to get done we get done in weeks because you know they're out on the racetrack or they're coming back saying man that overheated and my gearbox got all torn up and look at this it's this it's like okay let's try this so it just it opened up a great collaboration where we just got this testing field immediately and that's you know where we've ridden and and now all the racers love working with us because they know we're willing to talk to them you know it's like yeah you know i got sponsor dollars from so and so but you know nobody will ever talk to me nobody will look at our parts nobody will do oil analysis nobody will go through the oil analysis with me where you know we have a vested interest in it with them so we want to make sure they're successful but also we want to learn from what they're doing so it's been a great it's been a really good thing for us well that's where you guys are all science you know it's not a a mystery magical thing that you're adding in uh you know for the most part uh a lot of these ingredients are already in the oils like we said at the at the bare minimum levels right and when we're pushing on things for sure whether it's mileage and, and age or performance wise and we're just hammering on them right you, you need more of those typical kind of ingredients and then there are premium ones that aren't going in the commodity products so you guys are then leveraging those those premium ingredients that do an even better job than what's already in the fuels and already in the oils. And like you said, you're, you're doing the science part of it. You're working with the racers, you're working with the dinos, uh, you're doing the, the proper testing. Uh, and, and that's why we love talking with you guys, uh, because you've, you've got, you know, full results for everything that you're doing. Um, you know, we've seen the parts uh, befores and the afters. Uh, and what you guys are doing is, um, you know, you're reducing the friction in the in the wear which is one thing but you're also doing the cleaning which is pulling away a lot of that crap that builds up over time uh and so it's really the combination of those two things that's kind of magical uh and and, and you really feel it and you see it in the vehicles so what i think what you're seeing in today's vehicles especially with all the turbochargers is there's this tremendous amount of heat and friction being built up and it's leaving this layer of stiction behind, which is really the burnt additives out of the oil. So if you take if you take oil and just like 
cook in a test tube and, and put like a sliver of zinc in there, you'll see it start to um, coat out and become this varnished and this black crusty stuff that builds up in there. And I think, you know, the car manufacturers are doing their best to push their efficiencies as high as they possibly can. The engine oil people are doing their best to come up with good oils that work. But at the same time, they've got market competition. It's like, oh, man, that's a really good car. And you really need a $10 gallon oil. But nobody's going to buy that. So we want to make it this way. So what happens is those oils, those, those 5W20s and 0W20s, the additives shear out and they leave a layer inside there. And that's why the stiction eliminator was developed originally for the Ford Huey injector, but it's really important, you know, for the newer cars to get them cleaned out at least once a year, just to make sure that none of that stiction is built up in there, especially if there's a turbocharger involved because a turbo bearing, as you know, is only, you know, the size of a fat pen and, you know, it's hitting some extreme temperatures, you know, eight, 900 degrees, you know, oil bakes out at, you know, 180, 200 degrees, you're, you're losing a lot of what's in there. So you really got to clean out at least once a year, clean out the stuff that's inside. Well, and you don't realize how much, just a little bit of varnish, because you, you're talking about, you know, fractions, like thousands of an inch mm-hmm. of clearance and a little journal bearing on a turbo that's spinning 200 plus thousand RPM, right? Not 7,000. Wow, 7,000 like on an engine. 200 plus thousand RPM that thing has to spin. Uh, and it's spinning because something is blowing on it, the exhaust. So blow on a pinwheel and add a little bit of friction and see how much it slows down. Now think about the other end of that thing is the compressor trying to push air into your engine. So you talk about efficiency loss, not only performance-wise, but fuel economy-wise. When you get a little bit of drag in a turbo bearing, uh, you know what that means to your vehicle. And you don't notice it over time because it just slowly builds up and it slowly you know, puts drag on that turbine. Yep, and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're dropping performance, you're dropping fuel. Uh, so if you can get in there and really strip that out without having to do a new turbo or doing a rebuild, and all of a sudden, man, you feel that boost kick in like it should. You don't have that lag, which is really is a bummer. Uh, and then your fuel starts picking up. So it's pretty awesome. It's a great combination and a perfect application. Yeah, we call stiction the cholesterol of your engine. It just builds up slow. You don't notice it, and you know, it's just next thing you know, you're having a heart attack. Yeah, and you're getting it essentially, you know, in lifters. Uh, so you can get lifters yep. that get stuck. Uh, you'll hear the lifter tick. Uh, you can get, you know, essentially, you might have to replace a lot of your uh, your valve train components down there. Uh, and and you're getting the carbon buildup in your rings and your ring pack. Uh, so that could be huge if you start getting carbon buildup. You know, in your rings and the ring grooves, uh, the rings are, are meant to spring outward and, and create a certain amount of pressure on the cylinder wall to seal. Uh, so if they get stuck, if they can't float around uh, and spring outward, uh, you're going to lose a ton of cylinder pressure. Uh, and you're going to start sucking oil up the other direction too and start burning oil. Uh, so another area where you really got to keep things clean, especially over these longer and longer miles that we can get out of these engines. because. You know, you take a good vehicle uh, nowadays and you take good care of it. Uh, you can last for, you know, 200,000 miles. In a lot of cases, people are getting, you know, 300, 400, you know, but it means you got to take care of it. Yeah. So if we're a throwaway society, that's one thing. But uh, right now, when prices are so high, you want to think about keeping things a little bit longer, taking care of them. Yeah, man. No doubt. I, I'm reusing toilet paper. Wait, no, I'm not. Um, all right, look, we got we got to we'll take a break, but when we come back, more with Chris, the Einstein of additives. There it That's is. That's our there name for the guru, the Einstein of additives. We're back with him in just a second on the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Chris Gabrelchek on. He is the man. If you guys, hopefully you've heard a podcast, you've been listening and heard this man on there, you talk about just a wealth and resource for oil knowledge, added knowledge, lubrication. Uh, he's got a couple companies, Lubrication Specialties, Hot Shots Secret. It's amazing what they've been able to do. You know, we were talking before the break about Stiction and how you know, some of these cars, I, you know, Chris, I've done this program, I've probably talked to you about it, called Cars for Christmas, and I've noticed something about some of the cars I've recently had and some of the cars I've recently given away um, is the old school, remember that that valve tick, you would think you'd hear a lifter, you know, like, oh, you got a lifter knocking that tick, 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 tick. Uh, what's going on with, with a lot of these engines nowadays with you know, active fuel management and, you know, variable valve timing where some of the cylinders die off uh, to help with the, you know, the fuel mileage. Um, but when they turn back on, what's going on in there to keep, you know, keep these things running right or running wrong? So one of the things that we've been investigating in the last six months is these active fuel management systems where they shut down half the cylinders when you get on the freeway. And I think the idea is good. You know, you, you shut down the cylinders you don't need when you just start cruising at 65 miles an hour. Um, the problem, we think what the problem is, is that the oil inside there is not being pumped through. So you were getting a, a baking or the, the additives are starting to bake off and you're creating this layer of stiction, which later on becomes this ticking noise. So we've been bringing the cars in and we've even got a test going online right now where we're giving out free samples of stiction eliminator to see just how great are the results because we haven't had time to take one apart and actually look at it. But we have... Um, anecdotal evidence where we've had people bring in, I think it was a Chevy Avalanche, and it was ticking like crazy. I mean, it sounded like a diesel engine, and you know, it's like really loud. And we put the stiction eliminator in, and you know, 15, 20 minutes later, it was just gone. I mean, it sounded better after five minutes, a lot better after 10 minutes. So we think that that could be the same, you know, the same type of issue where you've got the stiction built up where it's not supposed to be, and now we're cleaning it out, and the, the engine's running properly the way it was supposed to. I mean, if, if you think about, you know, what, what Kevin was saying just before the break about how, you know, just a little layer of stiction can create havoc, you know, these car manufacturers spend a lot of effort to make these, the insides of these engines like a mirror finish. I mean, they, they're within really finite tolerances. The, you know, it's not a rough finish. They do a really good job. Now just add a layer of stiction to those areas and you've ruined all that. You know, you've got this beautiful system going on. Now all of a sudden you're slowing it down just with thousands of an inch of, of stiction. So cleaning that out makes a huge 
impact on the entire engine. Um, you know, what's, what's unique about how we went around this process is we were able to create a product, which I didn't mean to talk about jurisdictional in there, but the, the, the product was able to clean and lubricate at the same time. Now, what's unique about that is nobody else does that. There's, there's ways to clean out an engine. You know, you can put some kerosene in there. It'll clean it out, but it's going to screw up your hydrodynamic lubrication and create scarring. You know, you could put solvents in your engine. It'll clean it out, but it's going to create other problems, a lot of abrasive wear. The way we went about it was we used detergents and then we use these group five esters that are like a really tiny molecule that are extremely polar. Um, they're, they're really expensive too, unfortunately. And they'll go in and they clean and lubricate at the same time. But on top of that, we put this, this really neat nanocarbon in there, which plates everything at a three to nine nano size. Now, three to nine nanos is like the size of human DNA. It's really small. And what we're doing is we're clean, we're, we're filling in a lot of voids that never really get filled in. Um, so the idea is not only are we cleaning off the stiction, but we're reducing the wear by 50%, which is just an incredible feat when you think about it. Again, you know, you can clean out something like using brake clean, but how do you lubricate it at the same time and make it last longer? And that's what we we're able to do with the stiction eliminator. Yeah, you hit on a good point. The, the OEs, like the last, you know, 10 years or so, really have nailed down a the tolerances but uh and i know working an engine for you know 20 plus years uh really nailing the surface finish and uh you know there's a whole science in in surface finish and what you need is uh the the perfect amount of of you know valleys for a certain amount of oil to sit in and then it it creates you know uh let's say reservoirs for as the component starts to slide across it's building a hydrodynamic film uh, and you really want to keep the the tolerances or the clearances tight, uh, so you don't get a lot of secondary motion, which can then have you know higher impacts and wear. So it creates real good stability between mating components. So real tight clearances. That's why you know when you build a race engine, you typically open up the gaps from the OE. You know the, the OEs are really trying to keep those clearances down, but create the perfect surface finish. So when you start to get those varnishes in there, you're not retaining the oil. That's your hydrodynamic film reservoir, right? So you're going to start really seeing your, your film breakdown and you're starting to see accelerated wear and that's the friction and that's the fuel economy. So like you said, I think it's very key to keep those surface finishes as designed and manufactured by the OE. So that cleaning is huge. And then once you've stripped off all the crap, right, to put down those protective layers on that designed profile, right? So you're using very small little nanos to go on slightly larger uh, designed in profiles between those mating components. And that's what's really going to make, make them perform right and last and wear like they should. Man, I need you on the staff, Kevin. <laughs> I just know the engine side and, and you know the oil side and together, you know, hey, there's, there's some dangerous things going on in between. Well, Kevin, you remember on the show, anybody that's got a 60, you know, uh, F-350, um, remember when they uh, designed the EEGR stuff in that valley pan and put it right down there and all that heat um, where, you know, all of a sudden you would have the oil uh, cooler fail. It would, you know, clog up the EGR system and it would just be a catastrophic failure. It ruined everything. And it, in the aftermarket, they moved that thing outside that valley tray um, where they could get, you know, get to it and it wouldn't have all that coking, but you're absolutely right. A lot of people, um, have, 
unfortunately fell victim to uh, to what happened when stiction builds up. Um, but you know, for a lot of us, Chris, there really wasn't um, you know an, enough people or enough voices out there talking about how to treat it for a long time. And it really wasn't until we saw you on the show um, that, that we learned about how to sort of combat that. It's a huge problem and one that's probably responsible for a hell of a lot of failures out there. Well, I think, you know, the whole company was built around finding these problems and fixing them. You, you remember the CP4 pumps when we came out, the lubricity additives, and we were talking about how those were, were failing. Those were a pump on a popular pump on diesel engines. And because there wasn't enough lubricity in the fuel, they were shredding apart and destroying the whole fuel system. So we, you know, we came out with a really high, highly lubricity additive. I mean, it was like super, super lubricity um, that was able to keep that from happening. The stiction is the same thing. The FR3 is a version of stiction eliminator without as much detergent, but it plates everything and reduces the wear and makes it run better. I mean, all those things are made to uh, make the engine last longer. I mean, our goal is to make it last forever. I mean, we've even got bypass filters that will make it last even longer than that, um, but it, or not longer than forever, but it makes it last, you know, a really, really long time. That's everything we're doing is to come up with solutions to those problems that are there. And it's not that the, I don't know, not that other people can't figure it out. It's just that they don't try to, because I don't know, maybe there's not enough volume or it's just not their core, but that's our core thing is problem specific solutions. I remember a couple of years ago you were on the show and we had a car that wasn't even on our show and we were moving it out of the garage and you heard us crank the power steering pump really hard and it gets that eat, 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 kind of chirp noise to it. And, you know, every time we turned the tires, it was making that noise out of the power steering pump. And you said, I can fix that. Hold on. And you went out. I believe it was the F3 when you first came out with the F3. You got a little Dixie cup from, a, yeah, from the kitchen on the TV show. You brought a little Dixie cup, poured a little bit of that into the power steering pump. And literally within 30 seconds, 40 seconds, all that noise was gone. And we yeah. were there like, are you serious? <laughs> Like it yeah. makes an enormous difference in in so many things. Yeah, what's what's crazy there is you're you're seeing the power of the the, the three to nine nano nanocarbon and the ester working with it. So they like the nanocarbons do a great job, but what happens is we found these two very specific molecules, these esters that make it played out properly. So again, you know, if you could just imagine the nanocarbon just like floating around in the oil, well, that's good. But what if you can get them to actually plate on the steel? That's even better, man. Now all of a sudden they're like magnets. You know, they just go down there and they fill in all the right spots. Well, what's what's interesting about it is the, the it's called the polarity, but the polarity of that one ester that we're using is so strong that it actually drives them down below the varnish. So like it, it just dissolves the varnish and pushes it because it, it's got that attract, like a magnet going down through syrup. You know, it just goes down because it wants to stick to that metal. And that, that's why we're able to get that cleaning and lubrication all at the same time. It's a really, really interesting effect. Um, I don't know of anything like it in the world. We're actually doing testing right now on thermal conductivity for electric cars because the drivetrains on some of them, they wanted to bring the temperatures down. And we're, you know, we're able to get, in some cases, we're able to get like a 30 to 50% reduction in temperature. So now we're studying the thermal conductivity of it to find out how that's working and what, what, is, what is the actual cause of the mechanism. It's, it's a really interesting chemistry. It's, it's, it's unique and it's exciting. 
Well, you see, you see, Kevin got sparked an in interest right there. Like, huh? Really? <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah, no interesting. Um, you know, as as there's this big shift, and you're seeing a lot more of the stuff move towards the direction of the electric vehicles. Do you see a a place where lubrication and you know some of these things that you're using are going to come in as essential players in in those worlds as well? I don't know about a central player because <laughs> there's not a lot of lubrication on electric cars, but on some of them, there is a, they're using the oil to help cool down the batteries and keep the drivetrain cool. And again, on some, on some base oils, we've been able to bring down the, the temperature, you know, 30, 40%, 50%. In one case, you're able to get down 80%. And that was a refrigerant oil uh, for another project we're doing for a worldwide refrigerant company. But what we can't peg down is why we're getting different results in different oils. You know, in some oils, it's zero. You know, there's zero difference between it. But um, we went ahead and bought all the equipment to do the, the testing in-house. And we've been trying all different formulas, different ways of applying it. So hopefully soon that'll become a major thrust is to bring the temperature down in the electric cars um, as you know, as the internal combustion engine moves out and electric cars come in, we want to find new products that will fit, you know, fit in that niche. You know, that's, again, problem specific. So that's a problem they're having. They get hot. So if we can bring the temperature down, that's that's our thing. We're trying to figure that out. Well, what are some of the other areas, right? We talked about in the engine oil, uh, right? Your stiction eliminator. What about on the fuel side as we're trying to, you know, make some of these vehicles you know, stay on the road and, and last for all these uh, miles and miles and miles, especially thinking about some of the emissions that come along. Fuel injectors are a great thing because they come, they become so much more complex nowadays. What do you do to, to help those guys survive and thrive? So the fuel injectors, what we're, when we put together our products for the fuel side, whether it's gas or diesel, we try to take a holistic approach and we want to look at the entire system. You know, instead of just saying, hey, here's a product with detergent in it to clean the tip of the injector, you know, we take it and say, okay, the fuel starting here in the tank, it's going through the line, it's going through a fuel pump, it might be a high pressure fuel pump. And if not, it's still going through a fuel pump and then it's going through the injector and then into the cylinder. So what are, what's everything it's going to encounter along the way? Well, you, you know, just a couple in diesel, a couple drop drops of water, moisture, because it does hold moisture. Um, you know, those can sit in a line that's bent. Those those lines on the, on the system come from the tank will bend around different things. So they, they have valleys. And that's where the moisture wants to drop because water's heavier than fuel. So it sits there. Now, let's say you've got a vehicle that's been sitting for a year and you've got two drops of water. Well, it's going to corrode a hole through the fuel system. Now, same, same way with the fuel tank. So, you know, the first thing we want to do is we want to put something in there that disperses the water to get rid of it. So it's in suspension. And then we put a Russian corrosion inhibitor in there to protect that surface. It's kind of like spraying WD-40 on a rusty surface. It kind of protects it and keeps it from having any other further corrosion. Um, you know, then we want to work with lubricity additives to make sure that the pumps are being lubricated properly so that they're not prematurely wearing. And then we put detergents in there to make sure that, you know, the, the entire injector system is getting cleaned out and the tank system is getting cleaned out. And then, of course, we want to think about, hey, what's happening if this thing is sitting for a while? How do we stabilize this fuel for a couple of years? So we put fuel stabilizer in there. Our, our main target is two years um, to make sure that if it does sit, you don't have problems. You know, you go to start it, you want your car to run. So again, it's, it's trying to look at the whole system all the way through. Now, throughout this whole process, we're also looking at gaining efficiencies. You know, we want to, our, our goal 
is to find a way to chemically alter that fuel so that it burns more efficiently. And there's a lot of there's a lot of room for this in, in our field of study. Kevin, what's the efficiency of a gas engine? Is it like 30, 40 percent? Yeah, it's in that range. They're always trying to push. Yep. So closer 30, and closer to diesel, but that diesel just keeps staying ahead of it. So 30, 34, 30 to 40 percent efficient. I mean, there's 60 to 70 percent more room to grow. <laughs> I mean, if it, I mean, think about this. If you could double the efficiency of a gasoline engine, you're talking about 100 miles per gallon. I mean, and what we're saying is that that's loss right now. That's being lost. I mean, I know some of the losses are due to, you know, like braking and things like that. But the actual engine itself, it's it's feasible to double the efficiency of that engine. Now, how do we get there? is rough. I mean, engineering wise, mechanical engineering, you're trying to find ways to do this. Chemistry wise, we're trying to find ways to make that molecule explode better, cooler with less, you know, less heat loss. How do we get it to create more energy from every droplet of gas or every droplet of diesel fuel? I mean, I think that's where the gains can be made. If we could double the fuel economy, nobody care about electric anymore. Dude, do it. Do you it. Know, you you do come it. at this from a completely different perspective because most, right? You think most additive companies, they're just trying to figure out, God, what's the least amount of stuff I can put in this bottle and still sell it? And you're thinking, man, how much can I pack in here? You know, how many problems can I solve all at one time? You know, when you, when you walked us through what you're trying to do on the fuel system, right? You're thinking from, you know, every entry point and every aspect of that. And I, I heard, I don't know how many multiple different types of problems you're trying to uh to solve or improve on, uh, which is, like I said, it's completely different than what I think the typical, you know, additive company is, is trying to do. And, and that's probably uh, what completely sets you guys apart and probably what drove a lot of people to go, eh, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, because, right, they probably weren't getting that much. There again is why he's had such success in, in the racing world is because he addresses the problems. What's the problem you're having and how yep. do I fix it? versus what's the minimum I could put in this thing and still get paid. So it's a whole difference <laughs> in, you know, yep. the ideology the, that's behind it. And Chris is really driving that. Um, where would you tell people to go to find out more about your products, Chris? Um, our, our website, hotshotsecret.com and lubricationspecialties.com has tons and tons of information on there. Now, if you just go looking around in the tabs, there's videos, there's testing. We're totally transparent. We put everything out there. I mean, we have our products everywhere from O'Reilly's and AutoZone to Walmart, um, Tractor Supply, Rural King. So, you know, call. We have specialists on staff. Our customer service people don't just track your order. We have diesel mechanics on staff. We, we hire people that know the business. So we want you, we want your problem solved. I mean, we, we have people call in and say, my truck won't start. And our diesel mechanic will go through them. Did you try this? Did you do this? What's it doing now? Okay, this is what you need. Even if it has nothing to do with our product, we still want them to have their truck running. So again, it's about the experience. We want we want your truck to be running, your car to be running. I mean, that's, that's what's more fun for us. I mean, solving problems and fixing things for people. How many bottles we sold? Eh, that is what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, at the end of the day, we don't, we don't count that. We count you know, how many happy customers we have. That's what we get excited about. Amen to that, dude. 
That's awesome. Well, we're happy on our side. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, Lubrication Specialties uh, is, is where you find them online. Our Hot Shots Secret is also where you find them online. Probably easiest way to get a hold of them. Look for them, man. Check them out. And they really are an incredible resource for all kinds of technology, what's going on in the world as far as diesel, gas, lubrication, additives, and so forth. Um, and they'll help you out, man. They'll send you kits that... You know, you'll never have to change your oil again. You could actually, he'll put, he'll bet the house on it, man. So if you guys have any issues or problems, make sure you reach out to Chris. Um, they are just a fantastic company. We really, truly enjoy working with them on the show and having them on the podcast. Uh, you can find us on our show every weekend on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is a streaming network, uh, streaming format. You can find us there pretty easily. Thanks for our guest, Chris Gabrochek. Uh, and his company is just amazing, you guys. Hot Shots, Secret, Lubrication Specialties. Make sure you check him out. He is Kevin Berger, producer, scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. And I am Willie B for Two Guys Garage Podcast. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. We're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. The Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright, 2022, Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. All right, guys, hopefully you learned something, man. Always an interesting topic that never seems like it when we start, but always finishes that way. So we'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.